Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands is a podcast for the go-getter, the visionary, the harmony seeker, and the life enthusiast who is ready to stop forcing and start flowing through life, love, and business in a way that is in alignment with his or her true self. Hosted by life coach and business strategist Jillian Bolands, this show will allow for you to energetically and logistically recalibrate through gratitude, inspiration and powerhouse pep talks Jillian style with a whole lot of truth and even more love. Join Jillian each week for morning empowerment talks, uplifting interviews, and the opportunity to create a life of fulfillment by discovering and stepping up as the true you. Let's shine. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. I am so freaking excited this morning, you guys. I have Raya Al-Hashmi with me, and I just, oh my gosh, like in terms of sparkly lights in this world, you may not find one brighter. She is absolutely incredible. Raya and I actually have more of an intimate relationship. Well, she, she, I certainly have let her see me in very vulnerable states. Raya has taken photos for me before. She's an incredible like life-changing photographer who just has this heart and soul of creation and bringing to life all that like is welling up within her. She turns what she sees into pure magic and beauty. She was our photographer for True You Live 2018. She will be our photographer for True You Live 2019. She did my very first brand photo shoot with me and I was like, I don't know what to do. It's so awkward. And she just helped me to be so comfortable and so loved and so supported throughout the whole process. And Rhea, I'm like beyond, beyond to have you here because we're going to dive into some magical stuff today. Thank you, Jillian. So appreciate you and having me here and seeing me as someone who can contribute to your audience. Um, love your podcast and and so stoked to be here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And contribute to my audience. You will, because I know that you've got a big message right now and, and I want to get into it, but first, like, can you just like walk us through? Cause it's directly related to what we're going to talk about today. Um, walk us through how you came to be Rhea on assignment doing all the things and now creating so many other things like you and Miles, your partner in life and in business and all the things you just created a podcast and oh, it's just, you've got so much magic oozing out of you, but like, how does that happen? Because many people will think like, oh, she must've just woke up like that. Oh, she's so lucky. Like she's one of the lucky ones that it just like all fell into place for her. So I want, I want to speak the truth. Like I want to speak oh honesty God. in this. Yes. And that, and just as a side note, that is something I'm going to try to be actively working more towards on social media, my messaging of um, the heart work and the hard work mm -hmm. that it takes to be able to sit here right now and have this conversation with you yeah. because my life looked incredibly different not very long ago. Yeah. Tell but us, tell us all the like, things. Okay, cool. So uh, just to give you from, from the very beginning, I was born in Portland, Oregon, mm -hmm. and then I moved to the Middle East. My dad's from Oman, right under Saudi Arabia, was there for a few years. And then I lived in England until I was eight years old. So I had a lot of uh, culture growing up, a lot of traveling. My dad was um, studying to be a professor. So he was kind of gone out of the house a majority of the time. And my mom was raising my brother, my sister, myself. Um, 
And I kind of just watched as she was, you know, doing her very best in a country that she was not familiar with, with, you know, a husband that was gone a lot of the time. And, you know, that just shows we all, all do our best um, in in every situation in life. And I think the older I get, the more that is so, so true. Mm -hmm. So after England, I was there until I was eight years old. We moved to the seacoast of New Hampshire and, um, did the whole growing up thing, difficult as it is for a lot of us. Mm-hmm. I went to the University of New Hampshire and I studied journalism. And, and why I chose to study that was not because I knew I was going to make money doing that. And, and that's kind of a, a theme in my life. It's following what is going to make me happy mm-hmm. because that was always kind of a thing that did not, I think, come um, super easy for me. So I was drawn to like, how do I, how do I keep supporting my happiness? And and for me, that was choosing like even a high school that was unconventional, um, that wasn't really cheerleaded on by other people, but I knew I was going to find some more happiness there or choosing a degree in college that wasn't super cheerleaded on, mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted to study something that was based in raw and truth and authenticity and storytelling and human connection. So I studied journalism and I loved my experience throughout college because I was in and studying something that lit me up. Yeah. Um, with that said, I, uh, in high school is when I kind of picked up the camera and I was throughout high school and college. That was something I was paying a lot of attention to and almost to a, to a fault. You could say like my GPA was not amazing when I finished school. And a lot of that is because I I was focusing so heavily on photography and I never took any classes in it, but I would go out and, um, shoot all the time all the time hours and um so after college it was in 2013 is when I finished and at that point the journalism landscape has shifted a lot so newsrooms were going through this transformation and not knowing how to handle the digital landscape Mm -hmm. that journalism was turning into and had been for quite a while they just kind of weren't seeing how they were going to adapt to it totally right so newsrooms were not hiring they were firing people and everyone who was finishing with a journalism degree was kind of thinking, oh God, like my industry, they would say newspapers are dead. Like yeah. I, I just finished with a degree in an industry that is dying. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. that wasn't the truth though. It was just shifting. Yeah. And it was evolving into was evolving. something different than it had been, but it had been that way for so long. So yeah. people had assumed that like, oh gosh, well, if it's not this way, then it can't possibly exist anymore. Totally. Yes. Yes. For me, that was exciting because that just meant there was an opportunity here for something new and something different, but change Mm -hmm. is scary in all ways for a lot of people. So it forced me because my my thought was, okay, I'll get a job in a newsroom or I'll work for um, National Geographic, I'll work for an amazing travel magazine. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, not obviously, but like that, that's a... Uh, well, with the news, newsroom whole thing, people not hiring, that wasn't going to happen. I think Nat Geo was not really that interested in me at the time. <laughs> so I was kind of forced to figure it out, figure out an alternative, figure out how to create what it is that I wanted to do that wasn't being offered to me. Mm-hmm. And so throughout that period of time after college and before I started my photography company, I did a lot of things. I worked at the gym. That was my first job out of college, getting paid eight fifty an hour, you know, barely enough money to put gas in my tank to get to work. Mm-hmm. And I remember a conversation with my dad he's still in Oman. And he, and I was like, dad, I think I need some money. Like, I don't know how I'm going to pay rent. And he, he just, you know, kind of said, this isn't adding up. He goes, you were so smart. 
you, you know, you are, you're so good at what you like to do. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be struggling. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, a hundred percent. I shouldn't be struggling. He goes, maybe you need to move here and, and get a job. And I totally entertained that idea. Or my mom lives in Maryland. And I was like, maybe I'll move there. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the Seacoast because I went to school here. I feel like it's my home, even though I don't have family here. Yeah. So I really didn't want to have to make those choices based on the fact that I couldn't make it here. Right. So it kind of just put some added pressure on, yeah, my dad's right. I got to, like, something's not adding up here. And sometimes that's a beautiful signal for us that we are not in alignment because totally. we have more potential. And it, like, I just want to pause right there because that, this is the point that so many people miss. I know I miss it forever and ever. It's like, we, we see these circumstances that seem pretty tumultuous and seem like, like they're uncomfortable. They're hard. Like it doesn't add up. And so what we, what so many people do is they run from it or they'll try to mask it with some other thing or like numb it out by like doing something else. But it's like, no, no, no. What if we just celebrated the fact that like, oh, okay, I'm feeling out of alignment right now. Like things aren't adding up. Things aren't working because literally I'm just not doing what my soul is calling me to like, oh, Okay, so let's get more in tune with that. Let's stop running, trying to fix it blindly, and let's like tap in and get really real about what we actually want to do. And I dare say, what we were actually like put on the planet to do. Hundred percent, Jillian. Yeah. So cool. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. Okay, continue. I'm so. I'm like. I wish the audience could see me. I'm like right up in your grill <laughs> in the computer camera. <laughs> I wish we were sitting next to each other. But I know. Good, totally. <laughs> yeah. So I was working at the gym, and and that whole thing happened with my dad. And I was like, yep. Yeah. And sometimes, right, the 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 hardest things to hear are sometimes the that, that of such truth. Yes. So what I did was I started a passion project, which is the first takeaway and tip I would give your audience. If they're mm-hmm. kind of in a place of not doing what it is, they love it's, it's there. They, they need to though, give it nurture. They mm-hmm. need to give it love. They need to give it time and attention. Yeah. So creating a passion project around what it is they love, not associated with money, even just something where they're simply putting some kind of guideline out, releasing it into the world. There's consistency um, there's an ability to create an audience around it. That is huge. So I created people of Portsmouth, which is much like mm-hmm. humans of New York. Mm-hmm. It is where I, I went up to people. I didn't know walking around in Portsmouth. I asked if I could interview them and take their picture for my project, people of Portsmouth. And, um, and that was important to me because I said, you know, I might work at this gym for the rest of my life, which is truly something I thought mm-hmm. would, I mean, my confidence was low. I was mm-hmm. just you know, at that point, I, I didn't know. And so all I did know is that I, at least I could do this project. Yeah. And, so I could, and when you're in that place, like sometimes you look at reality and you, you, you believe it. Like, and you believe that it will be your reality for forever. Like we forget that we are infinite beings with the potential that is unlimited. But sometimes we look at our, our present state and we're like, oh gosh, this is, this is going to be it forever and ever. So, but to your point, like, infusing your life with something new and something that you can feel passionate about. Like that even takes the present reality and shifts it up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. And it was really the only, uh, it it is what I had capacity for at that time. And I think that that's important um, because there was no way I could have started my photography company at that moment in my life. I just didn't have the capacity to handle that. 
So just to honor, like at any given point in our life, the small steps are, are huge in, in that. And we cannot compare like our capacity to create where we are right now with other parts in our life. Yes. So for yes. Right. Yes. So people of Portsmouth was like what I could handle. And, um, and now I have over 400 interviews and, and so I've kept doing it throughout the years, but that was kind of my platform to, without me knowing it, I was like building my network of, of my business, um, in that, in that project. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. Uh, I, it's like, I can feel it. I can, and, and as you were talking, I could hear the resistance that may come up for people like, oh, that's great, but I don't have time to do that. Or, oh, that's great, but I don't have the resources to do that. And like, here's the truth. The other option is that life stays exactly the same. And when you're at that point that you were at, you needed to do something different because you knew that you were meant for more than your present reality. Life would have stayed the same if you didn't infuse it with this project. And I love that you gave the point of like, you didn't go and like completely overhaul everything. You started with one little thing that made a huge difference. I think that's so powerful. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And so after the gym, I got a job nannying because it paid a little bit more and it also brought me into Portsmouth and I was living in Dover, kind of a, a sub little area of Portsmouth. So again, one like small, small step, mm -hmm. but it all makes sense. And it was all like, I know I was gravitating towards a certain geographical area because I knew that's where I needed to be. And that's, that is where I was going to really build my business without me even knowing it at that point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, got, got a job nannying, which also freed up a little time to do some people of Portsmouth more on the side with the kids I was nannying with. Yeah. Um, so it was really just strategically trying in small ways to let in more space or move to a certain area or get a little more resources mm -hmm. um, to start moving towards a life I really wanted to live, which was also incredibly scary to leave a lot of like my past ways of being that are super comfortable with the same sort of people I'm hanging yeah. out with something that looks different because that present was not working. Yeah. Totally. Um, so I nannied, uh, and, and that was, that was a great experience. I, I did a small thing at a cigar bar and then my last job was working at a hotel, um, which was like the most stable, like adult job out of everything from college. But this job was the one that like, forced me because it was something that wasn't, you know, as flexible. It forced mm -hmm. me to really make a decision at one point, which road did I want to go down? Yeah. Cause I could easily climb that ladder and, and start having a, a nice title at this hotel company where I could say, Hey, okay, I've got to make a choice now. And I'm, I've kind of prepared myself. Like personally, yeah. I've done a lot of work now, um, that I'm going to jump. Yeah. So in February, 2016 is when I left my job as assistant manager working at this um, hotel company mm -hmm. to become a photographer full time. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. And I just like, for the listeners, like, do you see, it wasn't all, there was no clear sign pointing like, go this way, like, go do this. You just, you followed your intuition. You were strategic, but I dare say you were also very open to being guided by what felt right, particularly because you said you've always been one to really follow the happiness. And, you know, for me, I, 
you, I think you're so wise and, and, and you have always been able to tap into your wisdom for a long time. It took me a really long time to actually say, oh, what makes me happy as opposed to what makes sense or what have I always planned on? Because I followed that route for a very long time. And so I think you coming out and saying that many people do have the capacity to feel at that deep depth and to follow the happiness. And we make the decision to turn that on and off. but. It doesn't have to be that way. You can truly just follow the little nudges that, that you're feeling inside. And, and, and we must trust. We must trust along the way because there was no, there's never ever been or ever will be a guarantee for anything. But if you are living in the way that you have been, you create your own guarantee because it feels freaking good. Yeah, so true. And and when we follow what makes us happy, we are doing best for everyone else in the world. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not just about us. It's never just about us. Um, so that's, that's another kind of, it, it, it turns up the contrast and highlights why it's so important for us to really go by our, our heart's compass yeah. versus um, what, what's logical. Cause the logic is really just based in fear because people think, you know, if it's logical, it's going to work. Right. Right. So let me ask you this because I know, like, I just want to keep diving deeper and deeper into this. There are so many expectations and stories and weirdness around being a creative and being someone who really dives into the arts and creativity and taps into that inner passion, right? It is so backwards from what we have been programmed to do, which is follow the rules and get this job and climb the ladder. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what lights you up. But I want to start like peeling the onion on creativity and flow and passion and and passion projects. Like I want to hear your take on all of the above and the stories that we tell ourselves and how we, we can release them. Yeah, that's great. I think what's coming to mind right now is we as humans love love categorization. We love things to not be mucky. We love to to have real clear ideas of of what people do and how they do it. Mm-hmm. So when we put out this idea that, oh, I'm a creative or um, I'm a writer, I'm a photographer, mm-hmm. things that are very in flow and are and um are based out of uh, creating something out of nothing. I think from the human, like just evolution standpoint, it is like terrifying mm-hmm. to that someone relies on that mm-hmm. for like their livelihood yes. because right. So, I mean, I think that's, that's something to be said. It's, it's just something that isn't for sure. It's right. mucky, but here's the part that I love to share on my platforms is, nothing is for sure. I always hear about, you know, companies that are getting bought and laid off and like all the other things that happen in the workforce. And, and that's just the way life is. And it's all on purpose and it it makes us change and and do other things. So I just want to kind of level the playing field a little bit and just say, Hey, your work is no more guaranteed than my work. And I love that about work. Like, it forces us to keep adapting and evolving and changing and discovering and questioning. Yeah. Is it still what we want to do? Totally. Oh, it feels so good. So what do you want to say to 
to maybe the younger person or just the young at heart person who could be like three quarters of the way through life, but they're like, oh, I get to start again. Cause like, here's the truth. We all get to start again at any point in time. But what yes. do you say to that person that is like really wanting to follow her passion, but like, eek, she doesn't know. Like what I, I want to hear, like, talk to me like I'm your little sister right now. Like this, because we all have that little sister version of us still. I don't care how old you are. We still have that in us. So bring it on. Like what, like yeah. big sister me right now, Raya. Yes. I think, uh, first thing to say is that what you're interested in is not what other people are interested in. Mm -hmm. And I think that truth is, is huge because that gives us this, um, this idea that, oh, then that means we have, there's a responsibility here. Yeah. But because I love photography and, and some, my best friend doesn't, that means I got to step up and fill that spot in the world, fill that puzzle piece. Like we are all super, super unique in what we are drawn to and what we like. And yeah. when we start to really understand that, because I think, you know, growing up, it's be more the same, mm. wear the same things be the interest in the same things, mm -hmm. um, a lot of sameness. Yeah. So eventually when we get to the point where we realize, oh no, actually we are all very different mm -hmm. and we are all very different and we all like very different things. Um, that's cool because that makes us realize we have a responsibility to put that out into the world. Yes. And, and like, um, Karen Kenny said, like, stop playing dumb, like yeah. stop playing full about it. Like, it's important for you to share it and it's yeah. not bragging and it's not being too much. It is being like just enough. You yeah. gotta like, yeah, just share, share what it is because there's a need for it. Mm -hmm. Not everyone wants to be an accountant. So if you want to be that, you got to go be that because we need those people. Yeah, totally. And like be it all the way, go yeah. all in with what you want to do and what you get to do. Because if you're following what you want to do, that's you literally fulfilling what you were here for. And like, doesn't that feel really good? Like when you're like, Oh, I, I really want to do this. And it's like, Oh, and I'm meant to do this too. Like that's just <laughs> the best, coolest feeling. Yes. 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 So true. And, um, I think, you know, the, the business side comes, comes with the confidence and that only comes with the working on, on yourself. It's all correlated. And that, that was, that was cool for me to learn when I started my business three years ago, it was, Oh, that's, that's awesome. That when I work on myself, my, my business works better. Mm -hmm. I love that. It's all the same. It's all correlated. It's killing two birds with one stone. So just like what you said about not only do I want to do this, but I'm here to do this. It's like, oh, perfect. Like that aligns so well. <laughs> it's convenient. Um, yes. What do you do? Because I, I love that you said that. And I, I am of the exact same thought and true belief that like when not everybody is called to be an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. but those of us that are, when we get to build the business that is totally in alignment with who we truly are, it makes business so much easier. But I'm wondering, what do you do? What are some practices you do 
for your inner work, for your self-discovery to really tap in because as you said, as you continue to evolve as a person, your business is a byproduct of that, right? It's just like, you know, someone who is um, wanting to get healthier and maybe wanting to lose a little bit of weight. So they start eating healthier, they start moving their body, they start doing the work as a byproduct of those things, the weight comes off or they feel better, their energy increases, whatever it is. So I would love to hear specifically from you, like what are some of the things that you do to work on you that you know for certain your business has been the full benefactor of? Hmm. Yes. Oh, this, this is a, passion topic for me good just a side note because one of my pillars when I left my job was was that I you know my my health and my happiness were like that's that's one main reason why I left my job to create my company because totally. it was like how do I create the life I want and then it's like how does the business support that rather than how do I create the business I want then mm -hmm. where does my life fit in um, so for me, it's like incredibly vital to my business that I am paying attention to this topic and making sure I'm not losing that with uh, the operations that can kind of take over. Coming back to like, why did I start this in the beginning? And it wasn't mm -hmm. more money and it wasn't to work more hours. It was to be a healthier, happier me. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, um, one that, that I've been thinking about recently and I'm craving is live in-person events. Mm. I think those are instrumental to, to personal and professional development. Mm -hmm. um, connecting with people in real, real life, seeing people on stages, hearing stories, um, journaling, all of the beautiful aspects that are tied to uh, in-person events mm -hmm. are huge. And mm -hmm. I feel like I haven't been to one in a while, so I'm like really craving that. Kitchen, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, totally. Because I so see... And it's not that day and it's not that weekend. It is like months and months later that it's, it starts to really like um, really like starts to, to be in me mm -hmm. and I start to see how it's all integrated. So that's huge. That is totally. like, um, that's one of the, the main ones. And, and then the other ones are, are um, physical activity when I desire. Mm -hmm. When I was working at you know the hotel, I would desire to move my body, there would be no time. Mm -hmm. And that killed me. And that yeah. just felt really like not human. That, right. that shouldn't be the way it is. We shouldn't be tied to a job that doesn't allow us to move when that is what we know our body needs to keep creating right. and being our best. So that's big. And I have a pretty consistent um, movement practice that is, that is loving and um, it doesn't look the same every week. Cool. And another one is is home cooking and and making sure I have food freedom and eating great food that nourishes me and that I have joy in. That's a big one, right? Now what working is at a job where I have... define food freedom for us. Yes, uh, that means eating what my body craves and, oh, and not so good, of, right? Not having a uh, whole whole groups of foods that I'm deciding not to eat because I think they're bad. Yeah. So uh, food freedom is huge. Yeah. Food Does that make sense? Huge. And that's going to resonate a lot with a lot of the listeners because 
I know I've had my own personal experiences with like, oh, I must follow this meal plan and I must eat this way and I must move my body this way because it's again, falling into that very structured, like you must do it this way or you will be, or you're bad basically. Like that's the connotation. That's the tie. Like there is no, food does not have a charge. Food does not have a good or bad charge. We put the charge on it. So like, hell yes. I want to like shout that from the rooftop because I have started over the past year. I've done a lot of work on that. I've just never heard it called food freedom before. I'm like loving that. But like, oh oh my goodness, what if we just ate the foods that our bodies craved? And I'm not talking like, oh, I'm craving like three Snickers bars right now. Like I'm talking like real primal craving. Like what is going to help me be at my optimal? And I find I don't crave three Snickers bars if I allow myself the food freedom. Yes. I'm not, I'm not putting anything on the, you cannot have list. Right. And also I'm, 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 I'm achieving the, the different things my body wants. So it's not craving that intense sugar or whatever it is that, that, that Snicker bar is wanting, I want from it, you know? So, I mean, that's taken me forever to get to this point. And I, it's an everyday practice for me. Mm -hmm. Um, like it is for so many of us, mm-hmm. but I think even just owning that, like that's one of my goals. That's something I, I work towards. Um, and like, so sometimes we say what we are and what we do before it might be even true. Yeah. Like other little photographer, you know, photographers that are coming up who I meet with, who just do it on the side and they go, I don't know what to say when people ask what I do. And I say, say you're a photographer. That's what you want to be. You've got to start owning it. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I work every day with food freedom and not, I'm not perfect, but if I say that's what I do, I'm, I'm an inch closer to, you know, really living that fully in, in every moment. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And that transcends so many different areas of our life, like allowing ourselves to embody the thing that we want to be, because then it gives ourselves not only the permission to grow into that thing, but also the belief that we really are that thing. And we just have to now focus our journey in the creation of it. Yes, totally, totally. It's just like so magical. I'm loving this conversation so deeply. (laughs) Me too, Jillian. Thank you. Me too. How, how has it felt for you lately? Because I know that you have been going through your own transformation with a lot of things, right? Like you launched this business that you had been dreaming about and craving on a very, very deep scale and you did it. Right. And so people often forget that we're always manifesting. We're always calling in that next level. It's not that we get to the thing that we have been craving for so long and then we're not grateful for it or we're not, we're not appreciating it anymore because we're thinking about the next level. That's just naturally within us. We've already done the appreciating of the creation of the thing during the creation process. We don't have to wait for the finish line to appreciate what it is. So when we get to the finish line, we're already thinking about and grateful for the next step in the process. So I know, I know alongside with that though, there is the, the growing pains and then like the, Oh my gosh, like what's next thought processes. So like, how has the, the transformation after the initial manifestation of what you originally wanted been like? Great question. (laughs) 
Um, so for, yes, yes to all of that. For me right now, and this came from an event that I went to recently to just kind of go back to why I, I think they're so important. I was on a panel with some other amazing female entrepreneurs in the area. Mm -hmm. And one that I really look up to was sitting um, just before me on the panel. So she would, she was handing me the mic and mm -hmm. she kind of gave me this little introduction before I gave my intro. And it kind of introduced me as like, she's the nicest person you're ever going to meet. Like she's, she's the nicest person. Yeah. And I remember that kind of struck me in a way like, huh, do I want that to be the main overarching thing when someone hears my name? Interesting. Cool. No, I don't. I want to be no, I want to be more yeah. than just the nice girl. Mm, so I want to be like, I want to do good in the world and I want to show up and I want to be honest and have integrity and all of the, all like better things than being nice. Mm -hmm. I think nice is easy. I think it's not always genuine. And I think it's just something we are again told from a very young age. Be nice. Be nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Even if you don't want to be. Yeah. Which, we believe that that's like, you know, I don't know if I want to pretend to be an act towards, you know, a, yeah. a way that is not real. Like right. if I'm having an issue with someone that's going to take me to get up the, you know, strength to have a transparent and open and honest conversation yes. about yes. that. So when she handed me that microphone, I had that moment of, of like, I, I want to, I want to be known as, is not just the nice girl. Mm. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm navigating what that even means, um, how to keep my identity and keep my personality and all the things that are actually true to me and, and what maybe are things that I've just carried, but also kept carrying because people have reinforced that identity. Yes. Oh, a million yeses. Yes. Yeah. That's juicy. Yeah. Thank you. That took guts, Rhea. That took guts. That took a lot of bravery to say. And I can, like, I can feel you. I'm just like celebrating you because you're taking the, the time to even ask, right? Like we hear these things about us and I have been on a big kick with this lately. Like we wear masks. We wear masks all the time. We put on a show because that's how we were praised when we were little, or that's how we get rewarded, or that's what people come to know us by. And we feel like, okay, well, that's why people like me. So like, I got to keep doing that thing when it's like, that's not even true of me. Like, yes, Rhea, you are a very nice person, but like, <laughs> but like, oh my gosh, you're daring to even go deeper than that. It's like, okay, why did that make me uncomfortable? Because here's the truth. Mm -hmm. Some people would take that as a compliment they would get that uncomfortable feeling and then they'd be like, Oh, what's wrong with me? I am a nice person. Like I am going to keep wearing that mask and you're being brave enough to say, okay, yeah, I see your niceness, but also is that even true? Am I the nicest person in the world or am I actually meant to be known as something else? I freaking love this so much because here's the truth. That's not a bad mask. Yeah. And that's what people get confused with, with this conversation. I like is, that. Yeah. Well, like, it's fine. Like I, I have this mask of, so me personally, my mask is being the sunshiny girl. 
and like they're super excited. Like that's a mask, you guys. But it's one that I got really, really good at wearing because it would get attention, because it would make people feel good. So it's not a bad mask. But when it comes right down to it, I don't want to be that way all the time. Okay. And I don't want to have to pretend to be that way because I think other people have the expectation of me being that way. Do you yeah. see? Like, oh, yeah. it's so juicy. Uh, I really love how how you broke that down because that's it's so, so true. It almost doesn't matter sometimes whether it, it's a good mask or a bad mask. It yeah. simply takes away energy from who you're actually can show up to be, which is is effortless when we don't have to figure out how we're supposed to act in a certain situation. And we don't have to fit into other people's molds or other people's perceptions of us because while those are great, they're not our truth. Everything is perception, you guys. And only we know our truest, truest, truest truth, but also... We forget our truest, truest, truest truth when we start looking externally to the outside world and having all the validation that's coming in be the feedback of like how we, we should or shouldn't act. Mm. That is so powerful. Thank you for sharing. That was really brave. And I'm like just celebrating it because this is, this is what the world needs, like more of the real conversations, more of the honest conversations. Yeah. Thank you for creating the space to, to allow me to share in such a safe way. And what, what was interesting is what I, what I love about this girl who, who said that is what I love about her is she is so honest about what she delivers in her messaging and she's like badass and just, there's so many parts about her that I love that wouldn't be defined as nice. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so for me, it's like, I... I can see it's done and it can be done in a different way. And she kind of paved that for me. Um, Yeah. It's just so cool because the people, everyone around us gets to be a mirror for us. And especially the people that we admire and we really respect and look, look up to, like they get to be a mirror back to us for like, oh, this is in me too. And I don't have to continue acting this way or I can amplify acting this way because that's more in alignment with my truth. It is all a big jigsaw puzzle, you guys. And there is no bad, there is no wrong. Like figuring this out and asking these questions and getting like having the uncomfortable conversations that reveal truth they're not wrong and you haven't done it wrong up till now like I just had like my my flipping world turned upside down when I recognized and witnessed all this different like showmanship capability that I have and, and it's it's unsettling at first because you're like, oh my gosh, have I been living my life as a lie? No, you haven't. And to your point, Raya, at the beginning, everyone is doing the very best they can all the time. But when we're yeah. brave and we're willing to do the deep excavating work on ourselves, which again is going to be felt in every area of our life, including our businesses, including our relationships, it's just going to reveal that much more of who who we really were meant to be in this lifetime. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I just want to like stare lovingly at you forever because this is, this is so good. Bring us to what you want next. Like, where do you want to go next? How do you want to, and what do you want to say to those that are at, 
step one where maybe you're at step 17? Like, where are you excited to go? And then what would you say to the girl that like wants to hurry up and get there? Yes. Oh, good, good question. Um, where I want to go is, is really being, being present in this moment and being curious about where my evolution is taking me. Because yes, we just launched the podcast, which is amazing. That is something I don't think we were ready to do a year ago. Mm-hmm. So forcing things to happen before they are meant to yeah. doesn't always work for us. Mm-hmm. So allowing um, your growth in your business to be on the timeline where, where it's almost being forced out of you sometimes yeah. is okay. And, and honestly, it's, it takes, I think, a lot less effort than trying to say, oh, I, I should be offering group coaching, even though I feel like I'm not ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um, other people have told me they can see me doing it, so I should do it. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's like, I know I have, I got some work to do. I got some time to kill. I have some other things I, I need to start checking off mm-hmm. for me to, to be able to stand in that and off, give that offering and know that it is like, I'm fully prepared. Yeah to take on and say yes to this next opportunity. Yeah. So with, with my business, it's kind of just keep being patient and yeah. curious and knowing there's no shoulds in the timeline or how my business looks or the growth people always are asking me when I'm going to hire people to work for me. Mm-hmm. And for me, that has never fell in line with how I want my business to grow. Mm-hmm. And that might change, but it's funny. You do get a lot of external people giving their input on how your business should look yeah. when you know so well what the business plan is already. Yeah. And it's not even on paper, but it's in your heart. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that, that, that that's where I'm at right now. I think it's so beautiful. And, and, oh, I just love it so much because you got to let the caterpillar cook, you guys. Yes. got to let the caterpillar cook and we can't force it out of the chrysalis. Like she won't fly if you try to tear open the chrysalis before she's done. The caterpillar turns to goop in the middle, right? Like goop would fall out of the chrysalis if we tried to open it up. Let's let the butterfly form. And remember, even as we are launching big things, even as we are achieving big things, we are simultaneously back in the chrysalis for the next big thing. So we get to be in all places at once and have it be okay when it feels beautiful and have it be okay when it feels really messy. Like it's all part of the journey. But to just like, wrap it up with a nice little bow here. If you follow what Rhea is saying and like always just tap into the happiness of it all, tap into the joy of it all. My goodness, doesn't that feel so much more fulfilling and, and just life affirming. Yes, totally. Like for Miles and I, when we were creating the podcast just a few months ago, it, it was almost like we were bursting to create it because we had been talking and and cultivating what it's going to look like for a year or something. So by the time we got to the point of like, okay, we know we need to do this. There's no like other option. Yeah. It was such joy and such excitement because there was no, the doubt wasn't really there anymore. Mm -hmm. We were like ready to fly, ready to rock versus a year ago. We were like, oh, we should be doing this. This is, you know, the next logical step in getting our brand out there. Yeah. This feels scary. We're hesitant. Should we even do this? And all of those questions. Yeah. 
Yeah. When the shoulds are present, just give it time to iron out and like tap into what you really want. I think that's the best, the best course of action you can take. Mm-hmm. Raya, I adore you. Please tell our listeners where they can find you and please give like the exact title for the podcast so that as soon as this one is done, they can go search for it. And I'm going to put everything in the show notes as well. Thank you, Jilly. Thank you for this opportunity. Oh my gosh, this has been so fun. So good. Um, I am active over on Instagram. It's Raya on Assignment. Mm -hmm. And my podcast is called Behind the Assignment. So is like the coolest name. Like you you guys launched that and I was like, yes, I loved it so much. I'm like, so on brand, so on point, Uh like just like so epitomizing of like what, what you've created and like amplifying it, taking it to the next level. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh my gosh, that could have, that, that could have gotten better. Like I didn't even think it could have. And then she did this thing and now it's even like more incredible. It's just so cool. Thanks, Jillian. Yeah, and it's it is all about taking the people who are right here, not even behind us, but beside us, and saying, "Hey, this is the things we have learned throughout our years to take our passion and turn it into profit." Mm. Here you go. Let's go together. I'm showing you behind all of the inner workings. Yeah, um, it's all possible. So we we're really excited about the podcast. Check it out, and people can send us questions on Instagram, where we can answer those on the podcast okay. and my website, rayaonassignment.com for all the other things. And if you are looking for an, an incredible photographer, um, please, please talk to Raya because she is just magic. And, and we mentioned Miles, but Miles is incredible at videography and the two of them working together is just, it's pure magic. So friends, like I love bringing you people that I love and I just can't speak highly enough of Rhea and Miles and everything that you guys have created. I'm just, I'm so grateful for this conversation. I love you even more now because of this conversation. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for showing up as you for this conversation today. Thanks Jillian for giving me the opportunity and I cannot wait for your event. coming up. Let's bring it now. But as we know, good things have to cook. Yes. So thank you. Wait- so excited. I'm so excited. Thank you. Ray, last question for you before we sign off. What are you grateful for? Man, having the, the space on a Thursday morning to have this conversation with you, mm-hmm. like not having to schedule someone in to go in for me and take my shift or needing to book it on a weekend or after work hours, like the little things about having your own business where this gets to take place is yeah. You. Totally agree because this is part of work and it's yes. in yes. Yeah, it's oh it's so incredible. I agree. I second that so much. Raya, you're amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And everybody else, we hope you have a very good morning. Thank you so much, my amazing friends, for tuning into this episode of Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. And I have a question for you. I know that the content in these episodes is hugely helpful for you and it's hugely moving for you, but it kind of brings up the, but now what question? The 
how can I take this to the next level scenario in your mind? And I know that to be certain because ultimately it was listening to podcasts like this that really lit my fire and helped me to think bigger picture, truer picture that led me down the road of launching this business, living my life in congruence with my soul's purpose. And I want to offer the same to you. I know that through the number of services that I offer, one of them is exactly what you need right now to move that needle on your life, on your business, on your relationships, on your worthiness forward. And it is really important to me to be able to offer you all of the different options so that you know what is available to you. And the best way that we can do that, friends, is by hopping on the phone for a free consultation, a free one-to-one girlfriend soul chat about what life and business looks for you and which tools that I have within my world that I've created for you are going to best help you to amplify that, best help you to take it to the next level. I have a beautiful academy for those who are just starting off, just ready to launch their business. I've got a mastermind for those that are at the next level or are ready to up level in a big way and be surrounded by a tribe of women who are doing that self-discovery work and I work one-to-one with clients who really need a little bit more and yearn for a little bit more of that direct soul-to-soul contact but also want the beautiful crazy amazing relationships that come from being a part of tribes like the mastermind and the academy so if you're interested in talking about which of these services is the best option for where you are currently and where you're ready to go let's hop on the phone please head to www.jillianbolands.com forward slash contact. We will be in touch immediately upon receiving the request for that consultation. And we're going to set up a 30 minute time frame to chat and get to know each other so that I can begin coaching you for free and then guide you to the opportunity that's going to allow for you to energetically invest in yourself in the way that will best suit your needs and allow for you to step into the empowered version of yourself that is going to show up in this life in a huge and massive way. I'm so excited to connect with you. Again, jillianbolands.com forward slash contact. I can't wait to chat. Good morning.